Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the Classified Live. A lot to talk about with you today. Most notably, most notably, you know, we're talking about all of this stuff pertaining to um, social media and, and conservatives being booted off social media, eradicated, blah, 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 blah. All right. Well, you know, Alex Jones was kicked off. Now, every day on the show, I say I'm not an Alex Jones fan, but that's not the point. That is not the point at all. I don't have to be somebody's fan. I don't have to believe in their content to want to see them have a right to uh, broadcast that content, to want to see them have a right to disseminate the content, because I want you to make up your own mind. Look, if I say something is a conspiracy theory or I say I don't like something, my opinion, you should never take my opinion as gospel. Now, if I read you statistics, if I tell you that the FBI says that this is, is the crime data for 2017, and when we analyze that crime data against U.S. Census data, that certain populations in certain geographics are more likely to commit crime than others, well, that's math, right? That's data analysis. That's factual. If I say that Chris Murphy, the senator from Connecticut, is uh, uh, really showing his uh, uh his uh, uh, dictatorial roots, his authoritarian roots in uh, saying that he would like more power to ban social media, more power to ban conservative speech. Well, that's fact. I'm paraphrasing his words. It's researchable. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if I give you my opinion on a, on a platform, it's just my opinion. I want every platform to exist. Look, I, like I said, I have long said, I don't, uh, I'm not a fan of Infowars. I don't, I don't, like Infowars. I don't uh, subscribe to what they broadcast, but I want them to be able to do it. I want them to be able to broadcast as long as they want and say whatever they want. Now, I would say that for sites like the Young Turks. Good morning, Hangman John Ruth. Good to see you, Noble Grand. Uh, I, I would say that for sites like the Young Turks. I would say that for CNN, for MSNBC. Now, I give a site like the Young Turks, which has some reprehensible leftist comment, far more credit than I give CNN or MSNBC. And I'll tell you why. Panchudo, yo, what's up, San Antonio? John Zeeland, good morning, my friend. I give a site, uh, a, a platform like the Young Turks, you know, uh, uh, just liberal, rabid, horrible leftist stuff. Well, I give them more credit than CNN. You know why? Because they admit their bias. You, when you when you go to the Young Turks YouTube channel or you watch their videos on other social platforms, you know what you're getting. You know exactly what you're getting, right? They're not lying to you. They're not saying we're down the road, middle of the road news, and then sticking a guy like Jim Acosta in the White House press room to be a professional protester, not a journalist. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Mervell. Luke, good morning, Panchuto. Thank you very much. So look, I want to see all content be able to be disseminated the only ask I've ever had, I've never been one of those people, take MSNBC off the air, take CNN off the air, give me a break. What are we, Soviet Russia? No, no, let them broadcast. The only ask I've ever had is that they're honest about their bent. If CNN tomorrow said, look, we admit we are not a hard news platform. We are now liberal commentary, left-wing commentary. God bless you. Do it all day long because we know they are. We know that Jim Acosta isn't a middle-of-the-road journalist without bias. He's not in the White House to do journalism. Jim Acosta is there to be a professional protester and make a name for himself. All right? And I, uh, 
listen to something Bill O'Reilly said the other day, and he was right. He said Acosta is trying to be Trump's foil. He's trying to make a name for himself like Sam Donaldson did for Ronald Reagan back in the 80s. Richard uh, Dan Rather did for Richard Nixon back in the uh, 70s, 60s and 70s. Because that nobody knew who Jim Acosta was before the Trump presidency, right? Nobody knew who Jim Acosta was. He's a guy you never even heard of. Now he's famous. Now he's a household name. So from a, a personal marketing and branding standpoint, Jim Acosta is doing a pretty good job for himself. But admit your bias. And what I'm getting to is that the social media platforms need to admit their bias. Because while they ban people like Alex Jones, and again, I don't subscribe to a thing Alex Jones says. I happen to think the guy's a moron, a buffoon. I think he has kooky conspiracy theories. But he's also got people like Paul Joseph Watson who put out some really good work. So there's a lot of value to the platform if you can sift through the content and find the golden nuggets. But that all said, it doesn't matter. They should have a right to disseminate. They should not have an entire industry, Silicon Valley, band together against them and eradicate them from the internet. Take that point of view away from you. They shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do that. Now, the Matrix says in, in their eyes, Jim Acosta is making a fool of himself. Yes, but there's also tens of millions of people who love what he's doing. So for him, from a personal branding standpoint and a career standpoint, he's making a very smart move. He's going to wind up a very wealthy guy because of his stunts. Now, Alex Jones banned, many other conservatives banned, Miley Yiannopoulos kicked off Twitter, all but silence. Facebook's probably going to shut him down. Charles Johnson from Got News. I know Charles. He's a friend of mine. He's a polarizing guy. He's amusing. Permanently banned from Twitter, like Milo. Probably eventually banned from Facebook. So there is a purge of people that have supported Donald Trump in particular. So it begs the question, when Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all these other platforms say, whoa, no, 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 no. It's not about political bent. That's not what it's about. It's about hate speech. It's about hate speech. Evie Westbrook says Milo was kicked off Twitter when? A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, he's permanently banned. Year and a half, two years ago. So when they say, oh, it's about hate speech, it's about hate speech. Here's my question. Why is Louis Farrakhan still on those platforms? Why? Why? The most hateful, vile, reprehensible man in the public discourse. Chaz, 1422, thank you very much for the $10 donation. Chaz says, I have a suspicion that there is money behind the selective censorship. Partisan or theocratic investment can be a stealthy form of censorial coercion and control, especially in social media circles. Well, look, I don't think you're off base because many of the venture capital firms that invest in these companies are institutionally left. They're major democratic donors. So yeah, Chaz, I think you're, you're onto something there. Absolutely. But explain Farrakhan. This is a guy who called Adolf Hitler a great man. Whites are the devil. Jews are the devil. America is the devil to Farrakhan. He calls for blacks to rise up with violence against whites. Facebook had to just take down one of his videos that was so hateful. They first said, well, 
he said that that if a black woman uh, uh, had a, a baby with a white man, she was now mongrelized. Whites are mongrels. Facebook's initial excuse was, well, we weren't sure the context in which he was using mongrelized. Are you kidding me? So people complained and Facebook finally said, well, you're right. It was kind of racist. And they pulled it down. One video. Farrakhan is allowed to, to exist unfettered on Facebook. There is, now, now understand something. It's not just that Louis Farrakhan hates Jews and whites and America. It's not just that he calls for violence against all three. Back in the 1990s, a lot of people don't know this. Back in the 1990s, Louis Farrakhan took $8 billion from Muammar Gaddafi at a time when Libya was one of the world's worst, most egregious state sponsors of terror. He was going to take a billion dollars, but in one of the rare moves when Bill Clinton got something right, Bill Clinton shut it down. Farrakhan still got the $8 million, probably more. They only disclosed $8 million. And he would praise Gaddafi as his good friend and an amazing man and a great man. Gaddafi, a guy who sponsored the attack back in 1988 of Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie, Scotland, that killed hundreds, dozens of American students from Syracuse University. A disgraceful, disgraceful stain, Louis Farrakhan, is on the United States of America. He, he uh, associates and conspires with known state sponsors of terror. Not speculation. It's in the public record. Took eight million from Gaddafi in Libya. Hates everyone. Is one of the world's most rabid anti-Semites. But you know what? Members of the Congressional Black Caucus embrace him. They hug him. They kiss him. They sit on the dais with him. They love this guy. They love this guy. Now, Kepryn Fain said, you're next and don't forget they want you dead. <laughs> He's right. He's right. Most of us conservatives are probably next. And my very close friend and fellow rebel, Kurt Schlichter, reminds us every day, liberals want you dead. Kurt and I speak religiously every night after work. And Kurt and I have this conversation all the time. He and I have been friends for, for years and we, we just have this little routine when He's driving home from work. He gives me a ring. We, we kind of recap the day. And Kurt and I say every day, these people want us dead. They really, really do. Now, the, uh, the bigger problem we run into, right? The bigger problem we run into. And hey, guys, by the way, uh, looks like I've got Comcast coming. Oh, I said the name of the internet provider that was doing us wrong. They're coming in later today or in the morning. I'm still trying to shake it out. They need a piece of equipment for some new hardware they installed in uh, the complex in which I live. And that's what they're telling me is, ca is causing the lag. But uh, <clears throat> now Jay Quayle Higgins says two socialists, one in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but by and large, we're gonna get to that in a moment. By and large, the socialist agenda was rejected by Democratic voters last night in favor of the establishment agenda. But we're gonna go there in a second. All right, Panchito said, did I see Rosie O'Donnell making a fool of herself? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. If you don't know what he's talking about, Rosie O'Donnell brought, brought a bunch of Broadway musicians outside the White House. This is great. And they were playing show tunes because they wanted to keep Donald Trump awake. Well, the only problem is the fence on that lawn is about a football field away from the White House windows. You can't hear anything. The White House is bulletproof and bombproof. So the walls and windows are about that thick. Can't hear anything. And Donald Trump was at his home in New Jersey. 
Bedminster, New Jersey. He wasn't even there. So another epic fail for Rosie O'Donnell. One of the interesting things from that protest, if you guys didn't notice, the woman's name, uh, uh, ooh, her last name is, is King, I believe. Anyway, she was the woman with the baby who protested former EPA director Scott Pruitt, EPA administrator Scott Pruitt at the restaurant. And she was supposed to be this organic mom and a school teacher. Well, she was standing next to Rosie O'Donnell at this protest. Now, many of us have speculated she was a professional protester and left-wing activist. That sure seems. Her appearance alongside Rosie O'Donnell and all these Broadway stars sure seem to lend to the theory that she's a professional and not some organic mom. It, it's crazy. Anyway, so here you got Farrakhan still on the internet. So why isn't Farrakhan being banned? Now, it's not race. It's not race, right? Because they want to suspend Candace Owens. They want Candace Owens off the web. Terrence K. Williams, funny guy, really good guy, black comedian. He is being excoriated for making an Asian joke about Sarah Jiang. So now black conservatives no longer have the cover of their race. So Farrakhan's not protected because he's black, all right? Farrakhan is protected because he hates America, he hates whites, he hates Jews, and he hates conservatives. That's why Farrakhan is being protected. That's it. He hates everyone the liberals hate. He hates everyone the leftists hate. Now, Hangman John Ruth said Farrakhan is a military arm of care. No, I got to disagree. Farrakhan in the United States, I would argue, is as powerful, if not more powerful than care. He certainly has access to more money. So you got to look at Farrakhan as Al-Qaeda and care as ISIS. They're parallel organizations. He's not, he's not uh, uh, um, subordinate to care. He's lateral to care and more dangerous. Look, at least care, the Council on American Islamic Relations, if you don't know what uh, John Ruth's talking about, at least they try to make believe that they're a mainstream organization. We know they're in bed with Hamas and Hezbollah and other terror organizations, and they're considered a terror uh, fundraising group in many countries. But at least they try to put up the specter the veneer of being a political organization and a legitimate one. Nope, not Farrakhan. Farrakhan comes right out and I hate you. I hate them. Hitler's a great man. You're the devil. You should burn in hell. Goddamn America. And that was Jeremiah Wright, but Jeremiah Wright, Obama's old pastor. He and Farrakhan have been friends for years. All these guys think the same. All the guys think the same. Now, Luke Viano says, getting ban happy on the majority uh, is a good way to kill your platform. How much did Facebook and Twitter lose? Well, they lost tremendous value, but that wasn't because of the purge. That was because of earnings reports. That was because of earnings reports. That's all that was about. And dubious revenue models. Look, trust me, they're not banning enough people for it to matter. At the end of the day, Alex Jones and Infowars, eh, one guy and one platform. What does that matter? What does that matter? Yeah, sure. He had a lot of followers and he had a lot of viewers, but those people aren't going to abandon their Facebook Facebook accounts over him. Maybe a few will, but the masses won't. The masses won't. I'm going to try to say this name or this comment. Chalmondley Warner never had time for Twitter. Could tell early on it would end in tears. People just can't play nice. No, they can't. But here's the other thing. Twitter is a good platform for media dissemination. Now, talking about their politics, talking about their functionality and their reach, it still matters for those of us in media. And remember, you could do what Chaz1422 did. You could super chat, little icon there, donate a couple of bucks, help keep the show going, and your comment rises to the top like the cream that it is.
Lupiano is saying bit bit shoot saw five digit gains yesterday. I don't know much about bit shoot. I keep hearing about it. Haven't really, you know, I don't, uh, I have to tell you my verdict's still out on the startup platforms. And I know BitChute is a video, you know, they share video and they've been around since, they've only been around about a year and a half. And so I'm going to wait. I am going to, I'm going to wait to see if these platforms are viable. Because the problem is that Facebook and Twitter, for a guy like me in media, all right, I could say all day, come on here and say, Facebook sucks and Twitter sucks. But I still have to use it. It's got the reach. Biggest complainer, thanks for the donation, the Advised Show is a very toxic, racist channel. Blows my mind the channel exists. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. I am not familiar with it at all. So my point is, I still have to use Facebook and Twitter. I don't have a choice. Twitter especially because everybody in media is on Twitter. So for me to disseminate this show, for me to get the word out about anything, Twitter still works really, really well. Like really well. I wish it didn't, but it does. And right now, they're the only game in town. And people say, oh, go to Gab. Go to Gab is like 300,000 users. It's an echo chamber. You got a lot of the alt, alt, alt writers who, they're really not a good audience. They're just not, they don't have the ability to get the word out. And, and so I wish Gab had marketed differently. I think another one of Gab's fundamental problems is user friendliness. It's just not that user intuitive. Uh, and, uh, that's the bigger problem when it's not user intuitive, you know, it, 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 that's, uh, that's why MySpace, which was the biggest in the world became nothing essentially went out of business. Uh, Mr. Q-tip said the frogs just, <laughs> frogs just turned 10 feet gay. Okay. Uh, Andrew Russo says, Alex Jones destroyed YouTube safe spaces. Good. There should be no safe spaces. None, none. Andrew Russo says, Tommy Robinson ruined safe spaces for child molesters. Muslim child molesters. Never forget why Tommy was really uh, vilified and jailed. It was because he dared expose the Muslim rape gangs. I, uh, I think if uh, Tommy had, had exposed any other rape gang, he probably would have been jailed. But how dare he do it to Muslims in Sadiq Khan's London and in Muslim-friendly UK. That's a big problem, big problem. But again, they don't ban reprehensible hate speech. So look, we knew a guy like Farrakhan was never gonna get banned. We knew that, we knew that. All right, we knew it. Andrew Russo, you're joking. I know you're joking, man. I'm kidding around with you. <laughs> don't take it personally. All right, we knew he was never gonna get banned, but it is fun, it is fun to call these guys out, right? I mean, it is fun to point out the hypocrisy and uh, uh, and, and DC, no, it is not local Wi-Fi because I'm not using Wi-Fi. My machines are all hardwired Ethernet. There's nothing to do with Wi-Fi. Um, anyway, the uh, the uh, uh, the far left protects its own. Well, luckily, moving right along, the far left, but for a few races, lost really big. So yesterday here in the U.S., we had uh, primaries in a bunch of states. Now, the big one we were all watching was the race in Ohio, because that race was perceived as a referendum on Trump. It was the Republican special election. It was a, uh, a special election to district. And we are still having the street drop that with our web. 
So let's see if we can get our uh, connection back here because it's getting really, really frustrating. Really frustrating. And yep, now we've got a week. You're getting a lot of buffering now within the last three minutes, GDJs, and I know. I am too on my end. So very frustrating trying to uh, get that squared away. And, uh, you know, we're, it's, it's a hardware problem working with this and... I pay quite a bit of money for a good stream. And uh, I'm getting very, very upset with what I'm getting here. But look, we were looking at Ohio, uh, the Ohio special election, Republican won. He won by a tick under 1%, but it was a referendum of Trump. Democrats are beside themselves. And now they're trying to say, well, it wasn't really a win because he didn't win by the 11 points or 20 points that Trump won. It was a win. All right. Now, a three-month win because both of these guys get to run against each other again in November, but the Americans won. Mr. Q-tip, I am in the United States, but the Americans won. Panchuto, what are my thoughts on crime in Chicago? The National Guard? No, no. The, 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 why would the, we don't want to federalize police. The liberal administration, Rahm Emanuel's administration in Chicago needs to stop the nonsense and let the cops be cops. Stop vilifying the police when they do their job. And start telling the thugs in these neighborhoods enough is enough. That's it. Guys, thanks for the advice about opening uh, manager to see CPU usage. We've done all that. Got nothing to do with any of that. Our issue is a hardware one for the web. I've had people in diagnosing everything. We know the issue. Um, anyway, anyway, biggest problem we have right now. The biggest problem we have is that in Ohio, the margin was razor thin. For some reason, Democrats are energized. They're out there voting. And for some inexplicable reason, voters, voters are still buying their horrible message. Now, you can't really compare Balderson, the Republican, to one to Trump. Trump is a larger than life figure who got a lot of them crossover. So I'll take the Republican win. So with this, with this race told Republicans, a couple of things. The Trump effect is very real. So now in this district, the 12th in Ohio, in November, Trump's going to have to go there and campaign again with this guy. Going to have to do it. All right. What I'm more encouraged by is that the socialist agenda died. I think socialists picked up two or three. Uh, the socialist candidates might have won two or three primaries. But for the most part, on the Dem side, the Dems went with establishment candidates. Why is this important? Well, it's important because it's important because the um, the uh, uh, it shows fragmentation in the Democratic Party. It shows fragmentation in the Democratic Party. It shows us that the Democrats have uh, two factions, right? When you've got Tom Perez, the chairman of the DNC, saying. Ocasio-Cortez is the future of the party, but then candidates that she backed and like her almost universally rejected last night. Well, you've got a problem in the party. You've got a big problem in the party. Big problem in the party. Tom Black says, I have no idea what socialism is, which is why all I have left is hate and violence. Tell that to Venezuela. Silly, silly comment. Mr. Q-Tip, what happened in Ohio? The Republican won by 0.9, 
Last I checked, it was uh, 50.2 to 49.3, the vote tally. Could change a little bit. There were some absentee ballots uh, still to be counted. But uh, no one predicts it's going to change the results, and the Republicans already claim victory. So it's a good win for the GOP, but they're going to also, uh, he's gotta, they've got to run this race over again in November. So in three months from uh, yesterday, we're running this election again. So, you know, it's um, John Zeland, nine out of 11 victories was a great night. Yeah, no, it's big. Look, it was a big night for, for the Republicans. And it was a big night for establishment Democrats. <clears throat> big night for establishment Democrats. And uh, I got to, you guys got to excuse me while I block a bunch of trolls. Because that's what we do. We block trolls. And it's what we do. We don't deal with them. We don't waste time with them. We don't argue with them. We just kick them on out. That's what we do. Now, <clears throat> I love this fragmentation in the Democratic Party because it's going to show us where the party itself stands. Is the party going to pull money, <clears throat> excuse me, from the establishment Dem candidates to push the more far left candidates? Is there going to be a revolt and a demand for a change of leadership at the senior levels of the DNC, are, are we going to see that? Maybe. That would scare me. I like that they're uber far left. The big question, see, the way New York uh, voting rules work is that Joseph Crowley, who Ocasio-Cortez beat in the primary, he's still on the ballot. Now, he can't run as a Dem, but he's with the Working Families Party, which, believe it or not, actually has a little bit of political juice in New York. Now. If he gets his act together and he campaigns and he's able to hold on to his seat in the general election, because this was a midterm year primary election in a heavily immigrant district, you know, you don't get big turnout for that. But, and the, and the turnout was very slim for that. I think 20,000 people turned out in a district of hundreds upon hundreds of thousands. If Crowley can beat Ocasio-Cortez as a third party candidate, in a heavily democratic district, well then it crushes the socialist agenda. Crushes it. Um, oh God, Tom Black, I love hate and murder. That's where the money is. Socialism is about building a community, not murdering it. Again, look at Venezuela. Yours is a really silly comment. Really, really silly. Really silly. And somebody said Mao Zedong, well, he's more communist than he was socialist. That's even worse. That's even worse. Mm. But look, you still have a lot of people in this country, like Tom Black, who believe socialism is a good thing. They truly believe that left to their own devices, people are not greedy. People don't want nice things. And everybody's going to be content just having equal. You are out of your effing mind. I work far too hard to have some hood rat, welfare recipient, thug, have what I have because they want to sit on their ass all day and nothing. That ain't never going to happen. That's my analysis of socialism. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. And I don't care what race they are. I don't care what religion they are. I don't care what sexual orientation they are. I don't care. I am not going to give to do nothings. 
do nothings are not going to get a portion of my earnings. So we can all be equal to satisfy some moronic, utopian, idealistic view of a world that doesn't exist. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Now, <laughs> Infowars app number one in the store. I don't know if it was banned from the app or I don't know how or what number one. I don't know. I won't say it was number one app, but I'm sure it was up there. I, I think there are other apps probably that uh, were faring better commercially than Infowars. A lot of people still don't know what it is, but I'm sure it was uh, it was up there. Chaz makes a great point. Socialism is when government takes control of all production and gives money away. So services such as healthcare are free. The result is shortages and inflation. Chaz, great point. You left out starvation, violence, corruption, greed, rape, and all other kinds of horrible, horrible things because government is all powerful. Oppression, a, a, a complete eradication of rights. Because government then is all powerful, controls everything. The means of production, the money, the guns, the military, the police. And that is when you become a subject, not a citizen. And if you advocate for socialism, you should really, really consider moving out of the United States. You should really consider leaving this nation. It's a terrible, terrible thing. All right, let's go to some of your comments now. A lot of them coming down. A lot of them coming down. Uh, let's see. <laughs> well, Patrick Hutchinson agrees with me. Socialists go south of the border and leave America. The big boys who want to work for our own. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Cranium says people won't accept that the Democrats will self-destruct. Look, I wish that were true. I wish it were true. But still got a lot of Democratic voters in this country. A lot of people who believe that it's the Democratic Party of the Kennedys or the Democratic Party of guys like Jim Webb or Connor Lamb and PA, patriotic Democrats who believe in, I don't know, see, this is the problem. And I know I say this on air and I, and I rant and rave. I don't understand. And I study this daily, right? I do this for a living. I have to analyze it. I defy somebody to tell me the platform of the Democratic Party beyond open borders, pro-crime, pro-illegal immigration, banning conservatives, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 hating America, wanting higher taxes, wanting more regulation, wanting to crush business. Like, I don't know what their platform is. I really don't. I don't see one agenda item on the Democratic Party platform that moves this nation forward, that puts money in your pocket, that reduces crime. Uh, cheeseburger says, is the, is the mug enamel covered metal or ceramic? No, nah, I think it's just ceramic made to look like uh, enamel covered metal. It's a good mug too. It, it's deceiving. It holds about 20 ounces of coffee. So I think it's a pint, a little over a pint. So it's great. It is absolutely great. Let's go down. See some more of your questions. JF says the victim mentality makes people think they're entitled to left being outraged about everything. What's that? You have a grievance? Who cares? Exactly. Who cares? I don't. I don't. Look, I'll be an altruistic guy. I'll be a, uh, I'll be a, hey, Brian, London, how are you, man? And guys, we are, uh, unfortunately, these, these buffering is getting a little worse. I'm going to try to work with it. 
But we were just saying, one of the comments was, they have a grievance. Leftists always have grievances. Who cares? I don't. I don't. Look, I care if a child is starving. I care if somebody's suffering from a terminal disease or a serious disease. I'll be altruistic. I'll donate money. Family. And guys, you know what I'm going to do here? Because I just got a text and they are saying these buffering issues as a result. And I think we're going to keep experiencing these problems because it appears they're working on the web. I'm going to end the show early. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow morning at 7.30 when they get these problems sorted out. And I want to give you a buffer-free, much clearer show. Thanks for sticking in. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow morning. Let's let them work on this. Get all these uh, uh, bugs ironed out. And I want to come back with a crisper, clearer show for you. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for the comments.